Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in this week. We have another style history coming your way. And hard to believe we've hit a new number. That's right. This is episode 040. We have officially got to the 40 mark. Hard to believe that this podcast has been going strong, but we're going to keep it going. So today we have the Scotch Ale, the Wee Heavy style, which I'm very excited to do this one because I actually had the beer donated for the episode from one of my coworkers' husbands. So shout out to Fab. This uh, episode is for you and thank you for the tasty beer. But first, we are sponsored by golf carts, specifically the beverage cart. Well, because this is a beer drinking and beer history podcast. The beer made quite the journey today to get into the home studio here for me to drink, and it is coming from Charlton, Massachusetts. That's right, we are officially getting outside of the Midwest. Thank you, Fab, for bringing this one back again. And we have Treehouse Brewing Company's Old World Scotch Ale. So, without further ado, on to the show. Before we get started, I want to just take a brief moment to mention that this is probably one of the first styles that I've done on the show that I actually don't particularly usually care for. Um, Scotch ales, wee heavies are something that I don't really tend to gravitate towards. If I'm looking at a beer menu for the first time at a new place, and I'm like, "Eh, I don't know if I want to try that. They can be a little overdone for me, so this should be interesting. I'm very excited to try this because obviously Treehouse Brewing Company has a lot of notoriety. It's it's a big-time brewery, and they make some really neat stuff, so excited to see what this one is, and hey, maybe it flips the script, and I'll become a Scotch Ale believer. So back to the beer, though. The characteristics of this, you're going to see pretty high gravity, anywhere from the low sixes to 8% plus on this. You know, when you get to some wee heavies in the Scotch Ale category, it's near 10% almost. Um, the international bitterness units will be 25 to 35, so it's going to be more of a you know sweeter, maltier beer, obviously, not too bitter on there. And speaking of that, I mean, it's actually an overwhelmingly malty beer, uh, both in the flavor and the aroma. The malt profile is likely to be made up of a blend of different malting grains, however, barley is sure to be in the mix. To dive further into that sweet malt profile of this beer, flavors such as you know caramel, brown sugar, molasses may even be present. Additionally, you could taste maybe some plums, some raisins, dried fruits, or even like it's going to have a little bit of that peaty, smoky flavor reminiscent of Scottish whiskeys, which makes sense. That will just about do it for what to expect on the characteristics end, so let's get into some history. So on today's show, I'm going to use the Scotch Ale Wee Heavy terminology kind of interchangeably. Um, there is a difference, though, when you talk about a Scottish-styled ale versus a Scotch ale or wee heavy. Those are different, uh, I guess, classifications of beers. But for today, the Scotch ale, wee heavy, interchangeable, okay? So, obviously, it's a Scotch ale. It's going to come from, well, Scotland, of course. <laughs> there are tales of a Scotch ale that date back to the 1300s, even, when Scotland was um, at war with England by the aid of France. It is thought that France could have been the first people outside of the Scotland area to actually enjoy this malty, strong style of ale. Unfortunately, there is not a lot of information on how accurate that may be. Taking a dive into something more concrete, though, there is absolute certainty by the 1800s, even the late 1700s, that the city of Edinburgh in Scotland was a major exporter of Scotch ale, so it was definitely a predominant style by that time. 
So whether it was the 1300s or much, much later, it is likely that the English barley wine and the English strong ale played a key role in the development of this Scottish-styled ale. Um, these are kind of classical beers that must have traveled northward a little bit, and the Scottish decided, hey, we can make a heavy beer of our own, and that they did. <laughs> so what we now know as the characteristics of this beer is a direct product of what the region could also give when we think about Scotland. So the climate in the Scottish Highlands is not very conducive to growing hops, which is why the Scotch Ale is a very heavily malt-dominant beer. We also know that the Scottish would deeply roast their malts, almost past the point of caramelization, um, and peat was often used for the whiskey making in the Scottish Highlands, so naturally it was used for the malting of brewing grains as well. This gives way to some of those smoky characteristics in this beer. For those of you who don't know what peat is, I don't know if I've mentioned it in episodes past here, but this is peat, spelled P-E-A-T. It's a, actually a deposit of decomposed vegetation that comes from wet, acidic conditions of bogs, so much like they have in Scotland. And this is then dried and used as a slow-burning fuel source that they had in the malting houses back then. To wrap things up, we've certainly covered the timeline of when this beer started to come into more prominence as well as the influence the land had upon the flavor profile. But what about that name? So how did we get to calling a beer a wee heavy? You know, where did that come from? Just like the English, the Scottish also like to classify the strength of their beer with the name. So the England had English had the weak, the mild, and the strong ales. Well, the Scottish had the light, which was anything under 3.5%. Um, a heavy, which was three and a half to four, which it's, I mean, kind of humorous in today's standards that a three and a half to four percent could be considered a heavy beer. The export, which was four to five and a half percent, which makes sense. We need to have a little more alcohol if they're getting beer out on ships and, you know, it has big long journeys to last longer. And lastly, anything over 6% back then for the Scottish was considered a wee heavy. So that's why the modern day style of Scotch ale is synonymous with the wee heavy. Now let's find out a little bit more of where today's Wee Heavy comes from. Again, today's beer did make quite the journey to get to the home studio. It came from Charlton, Massachusetts. However, Treehouse Brewing Company was founded in 2011 in Brimfield, Mass., uh, the brewery back then was just a small red barn, had a quaint little five-gallon setup in, the, in central Massachusetts there, and likely resembled probably what most home brewer setups look like today. Fast forward back to the present day, and in Charlton, Massachusetts, where Treehouse Brewing is now, they have quite a size change. They are up to a 60-barrel system, and they also operate four other facilities outside of the Charlton, Massachusetts um, aside from the brewery taproom spaces, this includes both a coffee roastery and a distillery. And just like any good craft brewery, Treehouse prides themselves on making their products from start to finish, and I think that's with all of their products. Um, obviously, we're doing the Scotch Ale episode today, but it needs to be said that Treehouse is most notable for their hazy IPAs, uh, Julius and Hayes, just to name two. If you haven't heard of these beers, you really ought to. Treehouse at one time had three of the top 10 beers. That's right, three of the top 10 beers on Beer Advocate, which is one of the most respected beer raters. Enough about the haze craze, though. Let's get back into today's Scotch Ale that we have. The 
The excitement is building up in me right now. I have been sitting on this beer for some time. Fab, thank you again for lending me this and getting it in my hands. I have the Scotch Ale. That's right, the Old World Scotch Ale from Treehouse. We are enjoying this out of a traditional 16-ounce pounder today. And this beer is weighing in at 8.4%. That's right, this is a wee heavy. It is above 8%, and this is going to be quite the delight. The can itself is very simple, very elegant. Not not surprising at all. All of Treehouse's branding is kind of like that. But this one has a little bit more of a kind of an antiquated feel to it, a little revolutionary kind of colony type feel to it, which I think is on par for the Massachusetts area. But without further ado, let's get on to this pour. As we pour out this specimen, it is quite the dark color. We are officially getting into dark beer season, folks, and I could not be happier. Um, it is coming out a very dark brown, but as I put it up to the light, there is actually some wonderful kind of orange hues in there, and oh, a little bit of sediment as well. I don't think I would have noticed that just straight up, so there's a little bit of sediment floating around this, but not to worry. That's probably normal, and then it is got a beautiful head on it, kind of like a... Um, creamier bodied off-white head and let's get in for a smell shall we oh wow yeah okay one more this aroma is fantastic so it's got a very distinctive nuttiness up front i feel like i almost have my nose in a bag of walnuts right now and there's just a touch of molasses and toffee to round it out and then one more smell here yeah, throughout it has almost a candy-like sweetness that makes me think, oh, I have a dessert in my hand. So with that, let's get in for a sip. Mmm. Wow. Wow. Okay, one more. Mmm. This beer is blowing me away. Wow. Okay, so let's just let's take a break here. It has a real cookie-like molasses flavor, so the nose carried over there. And it's reminding me, it's giving me such nostalgia right now. It's reminding me of my grandmother's soft molasses cookies that are so good. <laughs> the sugary taste of this malt just has a perfect kind of creme brulee, caramelized, nearly burnt sugar effect to it. So let's get in for one more smell here because this has a lot of depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we get past that kind of sugary part of it. And mid-palate, the toffee from the aroma kind of comes through, but there's also this kind of dried plum and raisin notes coming through, and it finishes with a real earthy, and that's the peat, right, that we talked about with these scotch ales, the earthiness, the smokiness, just a little bitter finish, and don't get me wrong, the beer here is still very sweet malt forward, and I would not consider that a bitter beer. Moving on to the texture on this, it's a really creamy malt that just kind of coats the mouth. And all of these wonderful flavors continue to enhance with each sip of this beer. So one more. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. The, the flavors of this beer are just like shining through more and more as I drink this. Balance and drinkability. I mean, it's a malt-forward beer, but there's just such depth to it that even with the malt-dominant characteristics of this beer, it continues to be intriguing as I drink this whole glass. I mean, it's just sip after sip. I like want more and more because there's just so much more to discover. Uh, the drinkability of this beer, absolutely wild. I need a reminder that this beer is over 8%. She is a wee heavy through and through, but it goes down so easy. So if you're someone that likes malt, you would like this beer. And if I'm going to see this at something that I want to pair nicely with a real salty pork product or maybe some like real stinky cheese, because I think the sweet malt character of this beer is just going to play off that really nicely. 
So with that, I'm going to enjoy the rest of this and we'll get on to these ratings. Okay, we are at the ratings here. And as always, it's going to be 0 to 5. And before I get to the rating though, I'm really having a hard time just <laughs> describing the feelings I have right now over this beer. It's pretty wild. Um, obviously, I use a lot of words to describe the flavor profile of this beer, but my feelings towards it right now, it's, it's really hard to wrap around in just simple words. And I want to remind everyone again that Scotch Ales aren't something that I normally go after. This is probably a beer style I haven't had um, as many as some other styles of. It's something that I kind of shy away from and thinking like, uh, I don't like Scotch Ales. And that's why we are going to have a first here on the show. And this is something I don't take lightly. I think this Scotch Ale... If you were going to have this beer be your first Scotch Ale, that's tough. You just set the gold standard really high for yourself, and I don't know how you're going to feel about other Scotch Ales after this one. And this one's turning me into a believer. This beer gives me hope that Scotch Ale is a really great style and more craft breweries in the U.S. need to make it. And that is why we are going to have a buzz with Brian first. Five out of five rating. This beer is that good. And I shouldn't be surprised because Treehouse is unbelievable. But wow, five out of five, the old world Scotch Ale, that's review. All right, beer fans, that wraps up today's episode. Thank you for tuning in again this week and every week. It is much appreciated. It keeps me going, keeps my spirits high to drink more beer and tell you about it. And thanks again to Fab for providing the beer today. It was, I mean, an excellent, excellent selection. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, but if you're interested in Treehouse and you want to see how you can get some of their beers out in the wild, well, you're going to have to make the pilgrimage out to Massachusetts yourself and to the taproom space. From what I've been told and to my understanding, they do not distribute outside of the brewery. You have to actually go in person to pick up all of their beers. And it can be quite the process. I've even seen that on some of their more exclusive special beer releases that there are people out there in line for multiple hours waiting to pick up their beer. But the brewery does a good job of accommodating this time spent outside that they bring in food trucks and they bring in um, different like interactive games and things for the people to do while they're waiting in line. And it's just a big party of beer fans making friends with each other and waiting to all achieve the common goal of coming home with some treehouse um, there is on the website uh, an ability to also place orders prior to your arrival however the caveat here is you need to pick it up the same day so otherwise the order will expire by the end of the day and uh, you'll be refunded your money but the beer won't be there for you tomorrow so plan accordingly if you're making a trip out there and you're like mm, i know i want to get this beer get that beer and they say uh, there's also some good times and some busier times on the website. So check that out. There's a lot of information on there as far as uh, making your trip efficient and also enjoyable. All right, that wraps everything up for today. Thank you again for listening. As always, check out the social media. Give me a follow on there. There's a lot of neat content coming out. And uh, if you can give me a rating or a review even on your favorite podcast listening platform, that is greatly appreciated. That helps me out. And I obviously want to hear back from you all if you have some good feedback. And if you want some more direct feedback or if you have some ideas for the show, feel free to write in at buzzedwithbrian at gmail.com. And with that, can't wait to get back on the mic again soon and enjoy another beer. Cheers, beers. Cheers.